don't know what y'all want to know. Y'all said me. I don't know. Uh, I'm one of them type of folks. I'm Gemini. I talk about pretty much anything. I mean, that's kind of what we what we're going for. Like we just let people kind of talk their shit. Cool. Gotcha. Do you have a bio on your website? <laughs> what website? I mean, my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. No. Um, my bio. Mm-hmm. Professional, personal. I am a mom of three. I have done all the things um, when it comes to jobs. I've been working since I was probably about 11 or 12 in one way or another. Um, but professionally, quote unquote, uh, been in healthcare for... Oh, my kid is 13, 14, 15 years. Um, been in uh, medical cannabis since 2018. Um, been working in manufacturing uh, medical cannabis since, oh, I've been there over a year and a half. So this is 2023, 2021. Um, yeah, I've done all the things. Uh, all the things I've worked in food, I've worked retail, I've worked security, I have worked healthcare, I have done um, hospice, I've done so many things. Dang. Um, I've lived a few different lives in just these short forty-two years. Wow. You started recording, right? Oh, good, cause whew, I can't repeat that. No. <laughs> you done it all, every type of job. Yeah, kind of, sort of, made, you know, not the best decisions as a teenager and poor decisions in high school caused me to have to get my GED. Oh. Yeah. When they asked you to politely not come back to their school, you know. Wow. Ended up thrusting myself into the adult realm fairly early. So I was out of high school at like 15, 16 in college. They asked you not to come back. You're so I did bad things. I I did something I shouldn't have done. Oh. Um, this was pre Columbine. Okay. Pre all of that. Okay. I uh unfortunately thought it was a good idea to let my temper get the best of me and want to assault somewhat a young man that was stalking me. Oh. The way that I wanted to assault him was just to kind of knock him upside the head with a gun. <gasps> but you know, it was unloaded. It was not with any ammunition or anything, but that was my mistake. Yo. Bad I mean, tempers at 15 will set you back all the way. I mean, no, because see, this is where that comes into, um, I'm a child of a former cop wow. who is a Jehovah's Witness. Oh. My parents are Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm. The only reason that that weapon was in the house because annually my dad would have to qualify for his license mm. because of his position professionally. Mm. Yeah, I had things that could have jeopardized his job. Wow. That could have jeopardized his job. It could have jeopardized the person's job that that weapon belonged to. It it I didn't know at fifteen the the ripple effects of my mistake. Wow, but the position you were even in at fifteen, sixteen, dealing with a stalker like that's crazy. I remember dealing with something similar at fifteen, sixteen, being in my like sophomore year of high school and like. Dealing with being chased home and being like, what's going to happen? Like, I pulled a knife on that dude in cooking class. 
So, oh. yeah, like, well, that's a weapon, too. It is a weapon. I mean, he pulled a knife on me before. Oh, it was, wow. look, man, it, nobody would do anything about it. He was a football player. Uh. And yeah, you know, privilege, all uh-huh, that stuff. Uh-huh. But I just think it's so sad how, like, those sort of decisions that, like, people have to make, where at the time, like, that could have been, like, life or death or felt like life or death being threatened. Like, you weren't very sure. I just, my temper was really bad and very short. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't have a I filter. Too. It's taken 42 years to build a filter, wow. and she's not that great. Wow. Um, it was just the impatience of, I wanted my play brother come kick his ass, and he didn't do it fast enough. Because he kept fucking with me. And I just could not get past that. At 15, I didn't know how to really handle that. It was for a few different reasons. And, mm-hmm. you know, hindsight being 2020, um, I try to, and I have at least two out of these three kids so far, um, successfully got them to graduation, graduated, and okay. all those good things. Um, but I also was very frank with them about the mistakes I made and not wow. making those same mistakes. Because wow. had I known that my cousins had made the exact same mistakes of mm. bringing a weapon to school, I probably would not have done it. But I come from parents that are baby boomers. Baby mm. boomers, they come from the silent age. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't talk about things. They didn't tell those things. Mm-hmm. They didn't, you know, disclose those pitfalls that the older kids have went through mm-hmm. and the younger kids don't know that those pitfalls are going to be the same ones they fall in. Mm-hmm. So my approach to things after that definitely changed. Dang. But you know, immaturity is what it is. I learned a, a lot still. Like I said, I've been working since I was 11 or 12. Um, my parents worked at the library downtown. Um, so as a, before I was even a teenager, I was a teen volunteer. So I lived in the library downtown. Aww. Yeah, because I feel like every time I speak to you, you're educating me on something. So I know education's like also an important part of your brand of like cannabis advocacy and everything else. So like to learn that you had to leave school at 15, 16 years old, like I learned something new about everybody when I do this. Like what? What? Because I realized it, when Columbine happened, it was a survivor's guilt of I, even though I knew I hadn't even went that far mm-hmm. and had no intentions to do anything similar to that. Mm-hmm. The fact that school shootings are so prevalent now, mm-hmm. it always rings for me as you could have been that person that mm-hmm. really made a bad, bad mistake. You just mm-hmm. made a little bit of a mistake. Mm-hmm. You set yourself back. You messed up some things. You tarnished your name. But you didn't go as far as that, and you want to stop people from doing that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because this was all pre-any of that. Like, oh, no. So, in terms of, like, how you are now and, like, how you were back then, like, what changed? Like, obviously, time matures most people, but it don't mature everybody. (laughs) Definitely time. Mm -hmm. Experiences. Losses. Um, hitting walls, hit all the walls. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized at 16 at one of the most prestigious universities in the country, mm. I didn't want to get up for class and it was across the street. So wow. I didn't. 
I was 16. I had way too much freedom, way too young, Mm -hmm. um, and was not even really ready to say what I wanted my major to be or what I wanted to do in life. When I went back to college and was paying out of my own pocket for it Mm -hmm. um, 15 years ago, I got 4.0s. Wow. I came in class prepared, homework done ahead of time. Mm. Um, very involved right in front of the class with my reading glasses on, like, and you say, what now? Mm. I know that 98% should be 100 because that answer is correct. Mm. So mm. It, it was the stages of you have to just kind of grow up and go through some stuff to really learn. And because I had the amazing parents that I had, they did the type of stuff, not the same way I do, but the same type of sharing education and everything. I just inherently do it. Mm. My father's an educator. Mm. My mother was an educator. Mm. Um, Everything was a way to learn something. Mm. I didn't grow up with Google. Mm. I had dictionaries, thesauruses, and encyclopedias, and you had to look that shit up. Hey, I was on the tail end of the encyclopedia kids era. Like, I remember doing my little library research. Don't hit like it used to, you know? Man, no, not at all. Golly, no. Citing sources and having actually thumb through them books. Citing sources. Jesus, we used to know I don't miss those days. <laughs> yeah, but getting into cannabis advocacy now, like, could you explain to people what that is and how it looks? It has so many, for me, it, it looks like nothing else mm-hmm. because I didn't know what advocacy was until maybe about 10 plus years ago. So, end of February, um, February 28th, 20 years ago this year, Mm -hmm. I lost my mom to breast cancer. Wow. She was the everything for everybody, the organizer of it all, the the most um, ahead and just on top of it. And to watch her decline physically and mentally by the end, because it had came back and it was in in her brain. So... When it was, she had breast cancer when I was like 18. It went in remission. Um, after um, a lumpectomy and some radiation and chemo. Then when I was 21, it came back um, right after my birthday or around my birthday, as a matter of fact, is when we found out mm-hmm. um, that it was back. And it was five tumors in her brain and seven throughout her body. Oh, it might be the other way. It was seven and five. But either way, it was a lot in her brain. Mm -hmm. And we don't know how that disease nor its so-called cure affects the brain. And I had to watch my mom not be the sharpest person anymore. Mm -hmm. Not have um, certain autonomy of what she wanted to do and have um, joy in what she enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But I also know that she knew that I smoked a lot of weed by then. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't share it with her the way I knew that it was going to be able to help her. Mm. I also knew having to go with her to all her appointments that there was a lapse mm-hmm. in healthcare mm-hmm. of being somebody to translate from the doctor to the patient. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what that person was called. And mm-hmm. once I learned what that was called, oh, okay, I'm an advocate. That's what I've been doing all this time. Mm-hmm. Learning more about how to use cannabis myself as medicine and as we went legal, I just took on that moniker like, oh, that's what I am. Mm -hmm. I'm a cannabis advocate. I do all the things that or be able to ask those things of that you can't go into a traditional hospital setting and ask your doctors honestly and truthfully. Mm -hmm. You can't sit and think 
for all these years of of you know um, stigma and mm-hmm. prohibition. You couldn't go into your physician's office and say, you know, I smoked a blunt and this, this, and the third and think that they weren't writing down cannabis abuse Mm. as a diagnosis code. Mm. You couldn't do that. Now, I feel like I educate patients to be able to go in and speak to their cannabis use, not as abuse, but as medication. If I can just keep changing that term, mm-hmm. changing that term to medical professionals changes things professionally in the codes. Mm-hmm. So when I first started in um, just traditional like learning healthcare, I went for billing and coding. That's everything that involves medicine. Mm-hmm. How do doctors come to these decisions and actually like get paid for it? Mm-hmm. Our our nation's you know healthcare is all about the money. Mm-hmm. Everything has a code. So my nerdy self was really trying to figure out. Okay, so this code would mean that these things had to happen, or those things are gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they are without derogatorily talking about someone. They're saying these things in these codes. Mm-hmm. I looked at it like that, and I got to look at medicine from the the data perspective first mm-hmm. outside of I've been a patient mm-hmm. I've taken care of my mother I took care of friends mothers as they t- transitioned mm-hmm. um other loved ones and friends that have transitioned of mine mm-hmm. I took personal knowledge and personal experience to understand okay a means this to be means to see mm-hmm. and now that should be common sense right mm-hmm. it's not common sense ain't common Mm-hmm. But if I can share that with you, I'm hopefully making it more common. Mm-hmm. But it's um, it's ever evolving. You never know everything. I don't know as much about the clinical setting as I used to because I haven't been in it in eight, maybe years. Mm-hmm. And what were um, you doing before? So I went for billing and coding and then I went back uh-huh. a year later as a medical assistant. But I never really got a chance to be... In the clinic, like most medical assistants, because mm-hmm. um, I was pregnant with my last, right mm-hmm. as I found out, you know, I was going on my externship. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've done more office style stuff mm-hmm. and done more phone triage and mm-hmm. working with patients in bulk and in mass like that. I'm not physically having to touch them, which is something that I was always apprehensive of mm-hmm. um, just starting in school. I don't want to touch people. I don't, <laughs> and I don't have a poker face. So if there's a smell... Uh-huh. I'm probably not going to be the most tactful. Uh, I know me. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> it's like, it was it was okay. I, I was mad that I didn't learn everything I should have learned. Mm-hmm. But being able to kind of stay a distance from patients, but really know a lot and get to know a lot about their process has been great. I've done um, a hospice office manager. So, mm-hmm. I dealt with hospice patients, their loved ones coordinating the staff that goes out to them to see them those death calls or something like no other Mm. um being that i laid my mother to transition i'm aware Mm. of what that's feeling like so i'm able to share a certain amount of empathy Mm. and sympathy with those folks that are having to call me and say okay i heard a death rattle Mm. or she's all of a sudden want to eat something Mm. um i know what that looks like and i try to share back what i didn't feel i got when I was helping my mother transition. Mm. Every patient that I interact with, be that 
just consulting them on how they talk to their doctor, helping them with getting a certification in Missouri or Illinois. Mm. Um, I've helped folks try to combat what was put into their medical records erroneously. Just taking my friend who two years ago, um, she actually passed away, taking her to chemo every week and watching her little boy while she was at chemo. Mm -hmm. Um, Being able to be that person in that space that was not there for my mom. If I can just share that, show that, Mm -hmm. illustrate that, and illuminate that, it'll Mm -hmm. be more people available. So if I need somebody like that, I can call on somebody. Right. Because there ain't a lot of me's out here. Right. Right. And I think, like, maybe because American culture is so big on individualism and being big and bad and, like, taking care of maybe the four people in your house or whatever and nobody more... We, we do struggle to, like, support each other. We do struggle to understand, like, the power of just having somebody there to do X, Y, Z, some little thing for you. Like, that's one thing I've learned a lot, like, about since being in St. Louis is just, like, the power of community. Like, I've relied on different organizations just to get, like, fresh food each week. Like, to, like, have people to lean on, to have a safe space to do work for like mental comfort, like to learn a lot more about cannabis, about activism, about taking care of the community. Like I've just learned so much and have been so grateful to be part of this community. So it's really nice to hear you share stuff like that. Absolutely. I I see the reciprocity right there because this is a very um, diverse community that even though they not, Everyone may not be able to articulate why they're in it or why they want to participate or mm-hmm. provide their service or just be a part of it. It's for a reason. We didn't have that outside of this. Mm-hmm. You could go to a bar and it's going to pop off. And it's going to get violent. It's going to mm-hmm. get angry. It's going to get ugly. You're going to be throwing up on yourself and peeing in the corner. And like Ugh. that, I'm not about the alcohol life because when I was, that was a really dark time for me. Mm-hmm. I used to put down the fits in a, in a night. We're mm-hmm. not there no more. I'm Mm -hmm. not in that dark place. Mm -hmm. Um, The community of folks that I've found that really are about this are about healing Mm -hmm. and about self-sustainability and about uplifting and upbuilding and bringing back what our community was just our parents' generation ago, our grandparents' generation ago. Mm -hmm. My family has roots between East St. Louis and St. Louis for generations Mm -hmm. of trying to provide community and education and support i come mm-hmm. from family that had employment agencies retail you know um um uh real estate and cleaners and all those things forms mm-hmm. because it's about not just yourself but what you and your community around you can spread out to mm-hmm. can't be selfish all the time <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with being selfish sometimes, sometimes but, but yeah. um, if, if that's the case, then let it be an example. Mm-hmm. Don't just be, you know, selfish for frivolous sake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's facts right there. Yeah, I've, I've worked some wild jobs. See, I went from retail at like 15 when I actually get a check. Retail selling uh, Jordans at Galleria at Champs uh-huh. back in the day. Uh-huh. Wow. Um, Housekeeper at the Ritz-Carlton. Wow. 
uh, yeah, I had biceps back then because them comforters are 100 pounds. Pop them mugs if you want to. Ooh. Try to put them on the bed. Sheesh. Yeah, I was 18, working it out. I didn't have any idea how good of a workout that was at the time. <laughs> and don't get don't get fooled. People at the risk cards are no, no cleaner or nicer than the hotels Oof. like Holiday Inn. Oof. It's some gross people that go to the risk. Okay. She just said, save your money. No, it's not that. Like, just thinking it, you know, you think people are clean when they got more money? They not. Nah. Nah. They not. Not nah. at all. Not at all. The kings back in the day weren't even bathing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what, yeah. Yeah, you're a... Mm-hmm. I'll leave that there. Right. <laughs> food. I've done food a few times. Mm. Uh Jack in the Box and Popeyes and over the 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 years and Panera and I see retail um, security. I was a dis. I was a security guard, pregnant with my really? oldest. A pregnant brief- security guard. Yeah, that was hard trying to get uniforms. Um, <laughs> but I worked for my father and his business partner. They had a security office, security guard, and alarm company like it's two different companies so mm-hmm. when I was too big to be an officer anymore than I was a dispatcher mm-hmm. um did that a few times as a dispatcher different capacities I did it as a student um at Webster University mm-hmm. um did it professionally for the school board me and my dad both worked for the board at the same time uh yeah I'll never do security again y'all can keep that shit <laughs> But I will say that I can hear a two-way radio in St. Louis City Public Schools and might be able to tell you who voice it is. Wow. I might, depending on if it's like one of the vets, Mm -hmm. because that was expected of me Mm -hmm. to be able to recognize their voice almost immediately. Mm -hmm. And then my brain put together, what location are they at Mm -hmm. of all the schools in the district? Mm -hmm. Because at lunchtime, the fights would pop off or dismissal. Oh, the wow. fights would pop off and I would have to be listening for if Vashon 12 um, was calling out that, you know, they got a fight in the, in the, in the hallway to the cafeteria and be able to call police assistance and mobile. Order. Like it was a, mm. a skill set mm. that was, ooh, that was trained tense. in me quite thoroughly. It's it's a different skill set, and I I've done all the things to be able now to like put my brain in different places. I guess is the best way to say it for folks that are well. I I don't know how to approach it when it comes to this. Well, I've worked in this position, and I probably would have did it like that, mm-hmm. or I saw this happen, or I worked with this person. They told me that they experienced this, mm-hmm. um, and it went like that, um. Being an advocate, you are wearing several hats. And I've been able to wear all the hats now. It's like, just call on which part of my brain mm. that's about. Mm. And then get to talk about the fun part about this plant. Mm. So when did you go from, were you, I guess, a health advocate first and mm-hmm. then got more specific and said, you know what, cannabis needs to be incorporated because... This is the fundamental part of healing. That's just we just not think about. Like, how did that happen? For me personally, 
um, in that last 10 years since learning what an advocate was, but not being able to be very vocal about the cannabis part for maybe the last six years. Mm. Before we went legal, I personally was using it absolutely as medicine Mm -hmm. and was in an uphill battle to explain and justify to certain loved ones and family Mm. members. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not just chiefing with the boys outside. Like, Mm -hmm. I legit need this for my migraines. Mm -hmm. I legit need this for my for my cramps. I need this for my panic attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying not to kill somebody. I need to smoke. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Um, to give that legitimacy, I, I've been actively on that for probably about six years. Mm-hmm. Um, once we had the opportunity to be out, open, and legal, quote-unquote, in Missouri, mm-hmm. oh, that was it. Mm-hmm. I have an amazing father that still, though he may not personally utilize it as medicine, understands that I use it as medicine. Mm-hmm. And he was willing to support my dream of working in my career field. He knew I would be able to excel in anything I really tried. Mm. I'm his kid. Mm. But it was, I needed the financial support Mm -hmm. of, I don't know how, you know, risky this job is going to be. You know, hold me down and I'll make Mm -hmm. do with what I got. Mm -hmm. And he's always been there to do that. Um, so I was able to be blessed to jump out on faith and put my whole government name out there for the world and say, Hey, Dawn Nicole Labernathy is talking about weed now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Winky's daughter, the cop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about weed. And now it is at this same level of respect that my father is. Nice. I, 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 you can't tell me I ain't happy about that part. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I know the stigma is huge, so I feel that personally, like, the family members I have that, like, are like, you know what, we see what you're doing, and we know you're trying to help people, and we respect that. Even if they don't get the nitty-gritty, or they're not fully comfortable, just the fact that they know, like, behind this whole thing, all this work is really the intention of making people's lives better, like... If Absolutely. it wasn't for that, it wouldn't just be you. It wouldn't just be weed because weed's cute or weed's cool. It's like, this is about people. And it, I, because I also was learning how to take care of myself better um, health-wise, learning how to use cannabis as a herb and as a green, mm. um, being able to say, okay, the food that we eat and the things that we drink and the things we put in our bodies is medicine. Mm. I had already began eating better in the process before my mom even passed. She mm. was an obese woman. Mm. She was a brick house built big woman, mm-hmm. but she was a big woman that had her own personal issues where we did Weight Watchers. Mm-hmm. We did the health plans mm-hmm. um, six months before... More than six months before um, her last cancer diagnosis, she was planning on getting bariatric surgery and was reducing her diet down Mm -hmm. and was going through that process. I was with her all the time. I'm an only child. Mm. I am my mom's Mm. mini-me. So health and wellness and what we were putting in our bodies was something we had. I had to learn about after she left me Mm. because it was, okay, how do I avoid going down this same path? Right. Um, her older sister had breast cancer when I was two. Like that is prevalent in mm-hmm. my family. Period. Mm-hmm. I know that there is a possibility I may get a diagnosis one day, but mm-hmm. I know I got the best medicine on the market mm-hmm. to combat it. Mm-hmm. And in the event that I need treatment, mm-hmm. I got the best medicine on the market <laughs> to deal with it. Uh, yeah, out here doing our research. 
And honestly, the best medicine on the market, like I remember when you were talking about your doctor's office earlier and how like you now are not only like we're getting past combating stigma, but now are kind of doing more educational like oh, conversations absolutely. with it. Absolutely. I love it. Like, I love it. And my doctor has asked me about weed. Granted, maybe they respect just because I have a, a medical background, but you know, when they are like, oh, like what's your dosage? And I'm like, do you want it in milligrams? Do you I want it in it. grams? Like, of like, how do you want it? Like in flower concentration and this and that, like, and they're like, what does it help you for? Like they're, they really trying to learn because it's not in there. It's not in medical curriculum. And if we're going to go legal, I don't know. We got to think about this, but I've been a test mm. dummy several times over. Just like, Fuck it, I'ma say whatever I'ma say in this doctor's office. She's gonna take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on Medicaid dealing with having to go to a clinic, um, family care health center over on Manchester mm-hmm. and I was seeing one doctor that primarily and I wish I could find Dr. Hilmer now. Mm-hmm. She was understanding and uh, and agreeable to how I was combating my migraines. Mm-hmm. And I was like going through the barrage of you got to try Emetrix, then you got to try Maxalt, then you got to do this, and then you got to do that. And it was all these different medication trials that you have to go through um, before they justify you going to the next level or going through more measures. Um, And it was this one occasion I had to come in for a med follow-up because the Emetrix was not working at all. Mm -hmm. And the Maxalt, and I had to see her chief i believe now i knew about the staff there Mm -hmm. before going there as a patient because myself and my best friend my best friend has been a medical assistant for over 18 years Mm -hmm. she used to work there she knew the lady this provider nastiest attitude having black woman very arrogant very ignorant before i left that visit she had calmed her ass down and had may not been an agreeance but she heard me Mm. And I didn't leave there until she heard mm. me. Not a drug addict, not a pothead, but me as a patient. I'm telling you, uh-huh. you can give me these pills and they do absolutely nothing if not prolong the pain. But I could tell you, I could smoke two blunts, drink a cup of green tea, and take a nap and I'm fine. Right. Yeah. And I'm not in here telling you something I don't know. I've been having migraines since I was 12. And they're debilitating. I get like the aria mm. where I can't see. Or um, like I can see your hair and your earrings, but wouldn't be able to see your face. Wow. Like it's a black. Wow. And it would be spots. Or if I read typeface for too long, um, I'll see it in my vision after I've looked away. Wow. Or when I was on a barrage of pharmaceuticals before I quit them, mm. um, I could see lightning bolts in my mm. vision. That was one of the last steps for me um, was with that symptom. I couldn't keep doing the pharmaceuticals and all of that. I couldn't do it. Mm. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's been an experience to, to sway physicians that traditionally would just really write you off. And I'm able to really educate them on... 
no, I'm methodical in how I use this. It's cool to be, you know, chilling, kick back with a J, you know. Mm -hmm. But in real life, I need this so I can fucking function. I'm a mother. Right. I can't do this. Mm. I've had several injuries and um, surgeries and things like that where I've now learned how to methodically take care of myself with this as a medicine Mm -hmm. and be able to share that real time anecdotally because I ain't no doctor. I ain't giving you no medical advice. Mm -hmm. Let me give that disclaimer fully and completely. I am not a doctor. I am (laughs) simply an advocate that shares anecdotal information and what I found in my research and Mm -hmm. points you into the research that you may need to have to figure out how to best serve yourself. And maybe I learned something in the realm too. I I have learned a lot from other patients. Right. And just learn how to, okay, let me layer that in and mm-hmm. incorporate that. But I mm-hmm. also, like, your grandmother tell you, I will drop every jewel on mm-hmm. you I can. Mm-hmm. You may not pick up all of them, but I didn't drop several on you in a consultation call just being excited about talking about weed. Mm-hmm. And I think it's beautiful that you just give people, one, information, and two, you empower them to, like, remove that stigma for themselves so that they feel comfortable then doing their own research. Because to see my grandmother, who is a preacher, by the way, literally, and, like, one of the biggest influences, like, raised me from ages 12 to 18 when I went to college, out the house, like... One of the foundational people in my life has made me who I am today. Strong woman that people look up to. Like, to see you empower her to be able to, like, be comfortable with the plant, experiment with it amongst her medication, decide what she likes, what she doesn't like, decide to, like, put it down for some time if it's not working for her, but pick it up if it does work. Like, to me, that's beautiful because... We don't get too many options when it comes to black people and healthcare, you know? The doctor says it's this, it's that, and you notice that everybody on Medicaid is being prescribed the same few drugs. Like, all of this just gets a little, it just gets a little messy. So, to, to have some, I guess, some clarity on different options that you could use, I think it's just beautiful. Like... I know my grandmother appreciates you. Like she be loving watching your YouTube videos. I so, gotta do new ones now yeah, with everything. I gotta yeah. it, it give me a minute. Um my cousin slash director, producer, uh videographer and soundtrack. Um Family Business. That's my guy. His dad actually passed away last week. Oh, my nice. dad's first cousin. So oh. the funeral is Wednesday. So once we get a little bounce back time. February is a hard month for me. It's now shared with him, and I'm definitely trying to pour into him when I didn't have poured into me, mm-hmm. um, taking care of a parent till they transition from an illness, a mm-hmm. chronic and, and long-lasting hard illness. Mm-hmm. Um, we going to be smoking, though. Don't worry about that. But those conversations, the one I had with y'all grandma, like, that pours into me because I didn't get to do it with my mom. Mm. I talk about it all the time with my daddy now. Like we, mm. I kiki. Oh, I be kikiing with him about when I got my proxy for Christmas, baby. Mm. We had just moved. We still ain't unpacked everything, and I was trying to find a spot to do like a photo op. Mm. And I, I, 
I don't have a lot of spots, but he cleared off one of the tables from the living room. So I had it set up and he was like, what's that? <laughs> this is my Christmas present from work. Mm-hmm. Hey, I said, this was, oh, well, you know, if it has more than one function, it only has one function for me to smoke dabs out of. Uh-huh. That's it. That's all. But it's so fancy. And it's so good. Like, went over, showed him what it looked like. It. This is a former cop, child of a cop. My grandfather was a cop. My uncle was a cop. Like, and when they stopped being cops, it's because they was Jehovah's Witnesses. Wow. L7 Square. I'm a preacher, teacher, and cops kid all rolled into one. Oh, my. Yeah, it's a great fun, fun days over here. Oof. Oof. Okay, and then it's like, you got this background in healthcare. Then you also got the healthcare advocacy. And then you got the cannabis advocacy. But you're also in manufacturing. Yes, yes, yes. I do it all. I I work full-time all day, salary and weed all day. It's rolling in From a dope-ass team that supports me still certifying patients and educating them outside. All of it all works in each other's favor. Mm. I met um, the co-founders of Curador Brands mm-hmm. in the early years. They had all the applications just waiting on them to get them. Um, certified a couple of them. Actually, all of the co-founders, I, I think I certified all of them the first year. And I've just always stayed in touch with them in the industry mm-hmm. as time has went on. They only only ended up getting manufacturing. But I'm glad they only got that one because how they have cultivated and grown their business, mm. it's a reason why we have the reputation in the state that we have. Mm. And I know you. It's talk- love in every dose. It's wow. love and consideration and 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 purposeful dealings in every dose. So, mm. Curador Brands puts out head change and safe bit. And Arrow. So Arrow is a MSO and um, they partner with different manufacturers and states to put out their products. So that's a distillate cart. And we put Arrow out and they everywhere. But head change is concentrate. So your um, batters, your resins, your live resins, our our solventless have resin. Who, Andy? Andy, Andy, Andy is the best. Andy is over our uh, solvent list. Um, that is a fantastic amount of work that he does in the room that we share with him. So I work primarily okay, on the safe bed side. Mm-hmm. So our flower room and um, our solvent list room kind of share right now um, as we're growing. Um, he really knows his shit. He grows his, you know, he knows how to, to work with these plants and been growing for Plenty of years. Everybody has come from legacy in one way or another. Mm. Mm. We all have our road in. Um, but it's care and attention into what we're picking. Because mm. we're just manufacturing, we don't have cultivation. So we have to select the best mm. around the state from these other cultivators. Mm. And we make these unique blends. Mm. So you're not going to find it anywhere else. Mm. Top tier quality stuff. Exactly. Exactly. In fact, okay, so Missouri just went legal. For adult use, yeah. For adult use, right. So, for people out there who are now walking into dispensaries for the very first time, because maybe they didn't do medical or for whatever reason, or didn't 
scam over and go to Illinois. (laughs) Like for those people, what advice do you have for them when picking a product? Okay, so of course I'm going to plug the brand I literally work in every day. Head changes, safe bed. Anything. Sauce carts, anything. Pre-rolls is where I primarily am, but I'm not always in there. I may be in production or in packaging or as a brand ambassador at times. Um, depending on if they need me anywhere, you know, in the metro. Um, you want to go with the one that your bud tender is probably going to trust. Because if they're going to use it, they're probably going to recommend the best because they have an option for the best. Mm -hmm. We have cultivated and still try to cultivate uh, great relationships with those front line workers because mm-hmm. y'all are patient you know what i mean they are patients too mm-hmm. the fact that we get to get direct feedback from them we take that immediately and put that into how we put that medicine out mm-hmm. um that reputation speaking for itself that's all i can say it's great days that i like we busy and busier every day um, I get to work shoulder to shoulder with really dope, multifaceted, multi-talented people mm. growing mm. more every day. So diverse. And it's like, after working since I've been 11 in different work environments, toxic, you know, um, hostile, manipulative, demeaning, degrading work wow. environments that I've worked in since... Yeah. Oh, oh, it's a lot of years now that mm-hmm. I think about it. This is the healthiest I've been. Wow. To be able to get up and go to work and not feel like, oh my God, I don't want to see. I don't want to hear. I don't want to think. Wow. I don't have to feel like that. Hmm. Everyone purposefully like, hey, how you doing today? Mm-hmm. Things going okay? We remember stuff about each other. Mm-hmm. Like, we legit hang out with each other outside of work. Wow. This uh, piece, my uh, pendant, Mm. Came from our non-cannabis inventory um, lead, uh, Sarah. She also, her mom has a bakery. Like, everybody has their own network. I am all about network. Mm. That's really what it is. Mm. My mom and dad knew so many people. And I think we take for granted how strong you are as strong as your network. Mm Mm-hmm. Because my dad knows so many people in so many walks of life, he's very strong because he can utilize or pull upon or think about or direct you straight to. And he, as a teacher, does that right now for his kids where it is a unique program that he provides that is a federal program, but they use him as the standard. Mm. Because it is about making sure that those kids... That could affect so many other people are taught the right way the first time. Mm. Or at least in this juncture. Mm. It's the same thing. Mm. Those patients that come into dispensaries, you're spending your hard-earned money. So we making sure every dose you get is hopefully as pristine as we would want to use it for mm. you to enjoy it. Mm. It smell just as fire. You're going to smell it out the box. Okay? Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Be in a sauce cart. Pre-roll, you'll concentrate. Be careful if you... Because I ain't opened up. Because oh, you might no. be able to smell it. Oh, Can it smells. unzip, y'all. Oh, and that ain't even Dab City. Oh, my God. Oh, my summer God. mysteries, summer known, so... Oh, my God. 
But I have this lock box. Mm -hmm. And you've laughed at my lock lock box since the first time you've seen it. Mm Mm-hmm. I found this adorable thing for eight bucks in Cali at a at a Goodwill. Mm. Hollywood. Mm. So it is like a tackle box or a makeup box, but it locks. As long as it locks, you're compliant because once it's locked, mm-hmm. officer, you need a warrant. Mm-hmm. I know that's right. Period. At Period. that point, there's no other conversation. Yup. <laughs> now, because I'm legal. And I have my card as a patient. Mm-hmm. I'm covered for two months worth mm. of my double allotment. So I'm cool. Oh. Wow. I'm I'm covered for anything that's on my person. Wow. Which is why you make sure you, as patients, get your allotment increases. If you see or that you know that you're using more than what is your allotment, fix your stuff. It's mm-hmm. two appointments. Mm-hmm. The most you're doing is having to pay those doctors for their time to get new certs. Mm-hmm. But if that is what you are actually, in fact, doing, it covers your ass. This adult use bill mm-hmm. and why I have had to, you know, take my time and relearn what all this new legislation means for all of us mm-hmm. is because it's a trick bag. If you don't follow how they say we can use this, right. you mess it up. Mm. How so? Um, get caught using out in public. That's a hundred dollar fine. Every mm-hmm. you know, you only got about three or four of those before it's a felony. Felony. Sheesh. You can you can rack you up one. Uh-huh. Keep playing. Uh huh. And they'll let you. Uh huh. So is then is weed even decriminalized? No. I mean, St. Louis City and County, yeah. Like mm-hmm. because there's an understanding, but don't think that you can just. Be willy-nilly now. Mm-hmm. Like, people, you can't just fire up in front of the church. You can't just fire up in front of a grocery store. Still you can't fire up in front of your kid's school. You mm-hmm. can't, you can't, you can't. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Move about in a cautious and careful way you have because this is still something that they will consider mm-hmm. an inebriant when, in fact, you're using it as a medication. Now, with every medication, there's a possibility of, of some type of Adverse interaction. Mm-hmm. And you as a patient should know you need not be doing that if you have to medicate to that degree. Right. right. Sit your ass down somewhere. Like you don't drive on NyQuil. You know? You ain't took a melatonin in and say, I'm going to go pull up. No. Right. Right. <laughs> go to bed. Be responsible. Be in the house. Have fun. Everybody that went down to Mardi Gras, you got Ubers and they was had a designated driver. Just do that. Like, mm-hmm. if you feel like you want to get that lit lit, come on, get lit lit. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But use common sense. That's all I'm asking. Common sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> and I, I, sharing common sense, because common sense ain't common, is why I just <laughs> be like, just pour it on people. They don't even want it. It's okay. I love talking about weed. I grew up as a kid that had to preach door to door on every Saturday and Sunday morning. It's it was trained to me to just do that. Mm. Now I get to talk about something I like. Mm. And I know y'all like it too. You didn't even know you could use it like they did you. Eee. I like having those light bulb moments with yeah. folks. Yeah. Um was hanging out with a friend and they had company stop by there and she was on some I, I just smoked because I, I had my box mm-hmm. I said but 
I mean, have you smelled something like this before? And she was like, oh, it looked gross. And baby, this is gold, liquid gold. You don't even understand what you're talking about, but it's okay. It smells like heaven. But the more we chatted, the more I'm sharing with her, like, oh, yeah, well, you know, you smoking for your cramps, you smoking for your pain or whatever. You use that on top of that, and you actually get the relief real quicker. It's the whole point. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, you ain't got that. You, I got FICO. I got you use your stems for tea. You drink tea, though. She was like, mm-hmm. I didn't even write. Bake them for a hot second. You, you, you. Because the question came from her, and I mm-hmm. waited for her to finally ask it. Mm-hmm. Well, why can't I just put this bud? She just had a, a bud in her hand, breaking it down and putting it in a blunt. Why can't I just put this in the food? Why would you want to do that? Would you put straight peppermint into your food? Mm-hmm. Or would you want to maybe use the peppermint extract? Mm-hmm. Mm. Like it's a it's a way to do that, and explain to her what an infusion was mm. and how easily it is. And I, you know, linked on my Instagram. I was like, I had surgery last year, so last April I had a hysterectomy. Mm. Hallelujah! Because <laughs> I've done my due diligence. I've had three children. I've served my sentence, <sighs> and I also have since. You know, Missy started for me at like 12, really bad cramps. Wow. Now, week long, seven day oh. cycles in the early oh. days. Oh. Plus cramps. Heavy. Oh. That was like until like adulthood and getting on birth control as a teenager. Um, and when, and then that was late teenagerhood when she finally let me do birth control, even though my mother had endometriosis and had to deal with similar things, but my pain, she didn't think maybe it had gotten to that degree. Mm-hmm. Um, three children later, fibroids and things like that, because I was someone who wore relaxers and all of that. So wow. of course I believe that contributed to it. Wow. Um, ovarian cysts that have ruptured, mm-hmm. leaked. I had, when I found I was pregnant with my youngest, mm-hmm. it was pain that alerted me to the pregnancy. Because it was a, a, a cyst on my ovary that was leaking. Not mm. rupture, but leaking. Oh, no. So they gave me Tylenol with codeine. And I said, um, didn't Whoa. you just say I'm six weeks pregnant? Oh, my God. And Tylenol 3s is okay? No, I'm going to go smoke this blunt and mm. work that out. The fuck? What? That's okay. And that end, mm. I had to think about my medicine mm. methodically because they wanted me to take an opiate. For something while I'm pregnant. Mm. Nah. I smoked up until I was about seven months. And then about then you got to cut back. Because the hospital would be on you about it. At least back then for me. They're probably not as bad. But you want to be careful. I didn't get messed up. Mm. I had a lot of pain. And a lot of problems. The Mm. last two pregnancies I've had. Mm. uh, Were both of my boys high risk. Mm. You don't want to deal with it. Because I was on bed rest the last trimester. Well, slow moving the last trimester with my last. Mm-hmm. After that, having um, injuries that caused other issues, I had procedures that got rid of the pain for years. Then it came back. Over time, it was like active labor strength cramps mm. for five to six days every month. Oh. I'm not pregnant, though. But it was that strength. What? And then four months before surgery, it was coming every two weeks. <gasps> now, I still had to work, though. Now, I was, at that point, medicating 
with fecal capsules that had CBD and CBG added in them that were double strength and a half. I was having to take two of them. Wow. Um, every six hours, like oxys. Wow. But I jammed through. That's how y'all got all these blunts. You said and CBD and CBG. It was CB. It was CBN and CBG. And those that, neither of those are psychoactive. No. So you're you're like treating really holistically with this plant, like. But it's fecal capsules, double strength and a half capsules, two of them, as the pain would subside. But it was like having mm-hmm. to combat that. That was just one method that I was mm-hmm. doing it. Uh, edibles for longer lasting pain mm-hmm. um, tinctures if I didn't have an edible um, smoking concentrates period um, smoking flower regularly um, kept my stems I, I did all the shit wow suppositories I don't get it for what vaginal suppositories and not to creep anybody out but as you are an adult probably mm-hmm. most likely listening to this mm-hmm. Um, that is an option. As a woman, that's the easiest option. Put the medicine where the pain is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because for chronic pain patients, hospice patients, Mm -hmm. they have to do suppositories. Um, most are going to be anal. I'm not expecting anyone to feel comfortable with that because that's not for everybody. But when you're in enough pain, you will start evaluating some things. Right. And if it will stop the pain, you'll do it. Wow. And it has been found to really, because it's not going through the liver, so it's not going to give you that psychoactive effect. You're getting the holistic effects of it. Now, if I was in, like, the throes of it, I didn't have every medicine, like, I didn't have a FICO. I would drink teas that had uh, other, you know, sacred herbs, um... All the things I had, I should have brought a cup with me. Uh, the red raspberry, red clover, lobelia, mulein, um, linden flower just oh. all the things that okay. you need to be ingesting for overall wellness. Then you add stems, plus, you if you got an infused mm. oil, throw that in there, mm. put that in your bath. If you have a satchel from your infusions, put that in your bath. Mm. Any and every way you can use this plant, should it or should it not be beneficial. Wow. Because your ECS says when it's introduced to these cannabinoids, it's going to go to the places that it needs to go to help the things that need to be helped. Mm. Mm. I overload if I have to. <laughs> what am I going to do? Go to bed. That's true. Clearly, my body needed to rest. Facts. To be able to tell somebody how they get find or layer that relief. That light bulb moment pours into me. Mm. Mm. Yeah, because I think we usually do medicate with like one method at a time. You know, we say, this is my preference and I only do this and I only do that. And it's like, if you want different results with the same plant, you should probably modify it different ways. It's your administration methods, mm. dosaging, mm. Um, just with yeah, your intention. All sorts of stuff. It's how you set your intentions. Mm-hmm. Be you a spiritual individual or not, mm-hmm. you do anything that you really want to have happen, you're doing it with intention. Um, fasting or whatever that may mm-hmm. be, you're doing it with intention. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just got to detox it. Folks until tolerance breaks, I'm not finna take none no time soon. I'm cool. You vary I vary enough. Right. Where I'll go like a whole day, maybe even a whole weekend, maybe smoking once. 
Maybe mm-hmm. twice. Mm-hmm. But during the work week, because I'm way more hectic, way more active, oh, yeah, I got to make sure I'm right. No, I feel that it definitely goes back and forth. Like, my tolerance will naturally bounce up and down. And I think listening to that is the best way I can respect it. I think sometimes people force tolerance breaks in the same way people force fasting. Like, it's a part of diet culture and purity culture. And just saying you can do it for as long as possible isn't necessarily going to be effective if the point of it is to be medicine. Would you ever fast, like, chemotherapy as long as possible just to say, you know, you did? Like, it's incredibly important to, like, lay off any sort of medicine, like, when you can if it's, like, overbearing to your body. But, like, use discretion. Take care of yourself, y'all. Because what I learned from my experience with my last surgery... Mm -hmm. um, We take for granted coming home and automatically taking that painkiller. But have you actually felt any pain? Mm. You do want to take it preemptively because you're scared. If it's too bad, it's going to be too, too bad. Mm. And I've been there where I forgot to take the Norco for a wisdom tooth getting pulled. And I was like, want to peel my freaking face off um, because of the pain being so bad. I came home from surgery, and because of how they did it, it really, I didn't have a lot of pain after surgery. Mm -hmm. It was like postpartum pain and discomfort. I was cool. Mm. I waited to even just take Tylenol. I was like, wait, if I have something go wrong, I can take something. I got something on me. It may take a few minutes. I got heating pads. I got this and the third. I can Mm -hmm. get through 15 minutes for medicine to onset. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't actually have any pain. Now, had I still been in the mind frame of where we usually are told when we go home from the hospital mm-hmm. and that person most likely has an opiate, right? they're going to go and they're going to go home and take it. Your pain receptors are now confused because mm-hmm. you deadened them with no use. Mm-hmm. So when you do feel something, oh God, it's going to be so bad. Oh, Right? Have you really listened to your body? And I had to pay attention. Like, I caught myself wanting to take some Tylenol as soon as I got home from the hospital. I was like, no, I don't actually Mm. need any. Mm -hmm. Let me just chill and wait a minute. Mm -hmm. It was a little uncomfortable. I felt the discomfort maybe come back a little bit. Okay, let's take something now. And Mm -hmm. it was a step up, maybe just a tincture for a while. Let me see where I'm feeling at an hour. If it's still climbing, then I need to piggyback that tincture with something a little stronger. Maybe hit it with a little punch, something more immediate. Um, you got quicker onset, you know, edibles out there. Mm. And it's it really is just being methodical and not just reliant on no pain at all. Mm. You really need to know where your pain level is to mm. be able to medicate it properly. Or you do run the risk of just being over-medicated for no reason. Yeah. And you don't have to be. I didn't want to be out of the loop when I came home from surgery. Right. But I've been on injuries where I was out of the loop on Norco's because I didn't have any other option. Right. And like being down and out is being down and out. Like, oof. All right. So uh, thank you so much for being here. I mean, at this point, I think we're ready to get to our rapid-fire questions. Oh, shit, it's rapid-fire questions. Okay. Yep. So, first off, <laughs> do you have a favorite strain? Hmm. I used to always say Gorilla Glue, number four. 
because that was one of my first that really worked well on my pain. Mm-hmm. But I can't find any original Gorilla Glue anymore. Uh, I love fruity strains. Mm. Oh, I love good fruity, juicy. Um, juicy. Yeah, cause it's the it's the terps that I'm looking for. Like mirsine, maybe. It, it's got a. It's usually a combination of a a mirsine, maybe a um, a little limonene, neradrop. I cannot. I cannot say it. It starts with an N. Nerdalol. Huh. I don't know about that one. Um, it's we've been getting a f- quite a few um beta caryophyllene mm-hmm. and alpha pinenes that have great just or oh, just taste fantastic. It's yeah. Mmm. Mmm. Cause that Florida purple has been a favorite right now though. I will say that Amazes, Amaze Cannabis is uh, Florida Purple because we partner with them and we have a Florida Purple hash. And I have yet to put together, I grabbed the hash, but I hadn't grabbed the flower yet. And I need to roll me a doink of Florida Purple Squared. Not a doink. Yes. Yes. Uh, Okay. And then what do you watch or listen to when you're elevated? (laughs) (laughs) um i listen to music i listen to let's see elevated is usually um i don't have a specific set time for that so what i usually just listen to is music let's talk to wigway yeah i love him kendrick and then all of my like outcast stuff like that that's usually in the rotation at Erica Badu. Okay, you be kind of crumb. Uh, that in the corner, you know, at work, uh, I'll put the headphones on or I'm listening to Reddit stories. Oh. On YouTube. Okay. Oh my God. Reddit, what type of Reddit stories? Am I the asshole? Relationship. <laughs> oh my God. I've been following a couple of Australian guys that when they read, they put the inflection and they find like the updates and the comments that's the spicy, yeah, I, it's like soap operas without it having serialized because these stories are wild as fuck. And it is the craziest stuff you be hearing. Like, I, I, it's so many. And I, you shake your head because you know what I'm talking about. It is like, unfortunately, um, yeah, you definitely got to explain that. They get so interesting. Like, we'll be sitting there doing like thousand. Uh, uh, blunts, and we sit there, and we'll be talking, and music will be playing. But in one ear, I had the stories going, uh-uh. and I just start making a face, and they'll be like, "What's wrong? It's these Reddit stories. What the fuck are they doing?" I, somebody, oh, I'm trying to think of a good one because they go down a rabbit hole sometimes. <laughs> the one dude had moved a, a friend that was homeless in, and he was actually dating her, and. She, she just, she was not paying attention to the clear signs that he was having both his women in the same house. Mm. I'm like, oh, poor little Tink Tink. Oh, no. Oh, not Tink Tink. 
Mm-hmm. Yo, sweetie, you Sick. not the asshole. Get her out or get out. You gotta go. Mm-hmm. But I be li- is these stories be mm-hmm. wild. It's like I've I've had a few things happen to me in the recent past that I feel like I feel as though if I put that on Reddit, they're gonna believe it's fake because nobody will believe it. <laughs> so, because I thought I was on candy camera when it happened. Oh, a couple <laughs> times I feel like I was on candy camera. Like. <laughs> Best story. I'm mm. gonna go break up with the sisters of my most recent ex, right? I'm going to to, to dinner with them for the older one's birthday. Uh-huh. And this is unfortunately going to be my breakup with them. Oh. Um, dinner. <laughs> because I was going, this was like about that same time. Uh-huh. So I'm in Illinois and it's this Mexican restaurant and there was a car parked next to me. I parked like right in front of the door. I don't mm. like walking too far in my car. And the car had pulled off. And I grab, like, the flower and the balloon, you know, the stuff I got for And I go to get out the car. There is a open wallet, mm-hmm. brown wallet, literally cash spilling out of it. Oh. Car, I was like, Lord, universe, really? Uh-huh. I'm on candy camera. Y'all playing with me. <laughs> and I, had, I closed the door and got back in the car. No. Because I had to reassess. I really should have took a picture from it. Just, just nobody would believe me. But I opened the door back up. I was like, oh my God, somebody really oh. left their wallet right here. Oh. So I hurried up. I put it, picked it up. I walk in. And I was like, so can you see where I'm parked at? Right here outside this door. And she was like, yeah. I said, so as soon as I got out of my car, there's some cars that just pulled off next to me. This was on the floor. Like, this was on the ground right next to me. Can you please make sure this gets back to the owner? Because wow. I don't, I didn't think about it until a little later. And I gave them my business card. Like, let them know that, you know, that got back to them by me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, come on, bro. I'm already spending my little last to get her some for her birthday so I can break up these people. And just <laughs> <laughs> You attested me, Lord. Uh, I'm so proud of myself, though. Wow. I did not fall for it. Wow. Good karma. Good, Good karma. But see, it's like stuff like that. Those type of stories, you hear that. Mm-hmm. Those will crack you up and the day flies by. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not my life. It's theirs. I know somebody's happy about that. Hey, good things are in the way. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, so when you get the munchies, what snack are you reaching for? I try to be healthier, and I say fruit. Mm-hmm. Probably whatever is just at the house. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, I got some chips. Mm-hmm. I had the fruit. I ate it all. Um, <laughs> yeah, I try to go healthy with this, the munchy food, but... Don't, that has nothing to do with the snacks that I brought with me today. <laughs> do not take that as an example. Like, cashews, stuff like that. Like, you got stuff in the house. I try to be good. It don't work, though. It's a methodical process of being better. <laughs> That's, yeah. It's whatever's around. It's, look, it's, a, it's a special weekend. I feel like it almost feels cultural sometimes to just eat, like, certain snacks when you, you like, you hot. Like, don't get me wrong. I've been on my vegan wave, my high-fiber wave, my, like, nuts and legumes wave. Like, I've been doing it all. Like, trying to get all the plants in and everything. 
But this weekend, we had a time last night. <laughs> like, I just be eating, bro. And I'm not, I don't feel bad about it because my body's supposed to be balanced. Exactly. Just like my weed. All right. So then, how and when do you partake? Like, what's your ritual with it? Is it smoking, edibles, dabs, vaping, etc.? Okay, so um, don't let my daddy hear this part. He probably won't. Okay. But I be using my proxy in the morning when I'm like... Maybe after I've meditated for a while, because I try to read, meditate. When I get, I'm trying. That's I'm nice. trying. But it's also why I'm in the bathroom. Like, you are going to spend that time in there anyways. Um, be productive. Get shit together. Um, <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> get it together. So, uh, if I, you know, I'll hit the proxy when I'm coming out of there. But yeah, so um, I dab during the day, depending on what's going on. If I got like... Over the past month, taking care of my kid, um, coming back from surgery for him, and follow-up appointments, I did the proxy. So, I didn't go into the school smelling like weed more than working in it all day long, and probably smelling like it already. Like, I've worn them, I work in weed. Like, mm-hmm. this is what it is. Um, of course, not around him. He hates that whole thing. I give him three more years. Like, his brother and sister, I give him three more years. Um, he'll change his tune. Uh, mm. evenings, it'll probably be like, uh, flower, depending on what's going on. Or I might just do edible and go to bed. I do my CBD, CBN, um, at night, uh, for sleep and, you know, the things of five to one. Mm. Or is it C- is it CBG or C- I don't remember. I think it's CBD and CBN. Five to one. Edibles on occasion. It's a few folks that, you know, I get stuff and grab stuff from. Things that are new on the market, you know. Stuff that we collab with, I definitely will try and eat and make sure I purchase because our stuff went into it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, my tea. Uh, I keep my stems. So, if anytime I got any weed, like, I keep all my stems. Mm-hmm. And I collect them over time. And I've got maybe an ounce or so, then I'll decarp them all and cut them up some more and put them into a blend and make a batch of tea. And I keep a batch of tea blend. Mm. You know, just stay medicated. Mm. I feel like you're giving us a lot of different opportunities to connect with the plant after legal mode has passed. Like, if you grow it, I'm not growing yet. Um, I need to do some uh, build out in my basement first before I can start growing. Mm-hmm. But those fan leaves, there's really no trichomes on those leaves. So there's really not a lot of cannabinoids that's going to be found like on that plant matter. Mm-hmm. But that plant matter still has omega fatty acids, it has fiber. There's mm-hmm. all those other things you can add into your food. Ooh, can of chefing. Yes. Uh, that sounds so nice. Yes. Like, I want to put that in a pot of greens. Ooh. I want to make a pot of greens with some, like, Ooh, my mix. Me too. But me add too. some good fan leaves from a good strain, maybe a good GMO strain. Oh, that, yeah. That's, oof. Ooh. Yeah. I'm going to get that one day. I made get some greens last week. They were so fire. I'd be throwing down the colors of the kale. And the... I, I, I figured out how to make it vegan, too. 
And they're still just as good. I still want my turkey in it. But the turkey, I can, look, I can do, what's it? Um, I might have pork? to make a vegan side of turkey, it because of my it. daughter not, you know, eating meat. But I am, she, like, she'll eat them, but she can't be in the house while they cook. Why? She can't take the smell. The chlorophyll. Oh. I wonder if it's a genetic thing. She's so planty, so she, you know, loves nature. I think it's mm. the smell of it transitioning for her. Oh. <laughs> like she's sense. empathizing with the yeah. plants. Yeah. Huh. I'm, I'm really starting to think that about her. Huh. You know. You've met her. You yeah. Know, like, right? That's not too far off. pretty deep. She's connected. Exactly. So, hey. but I can make up for it. But I, I, I be needing my turkey as my base. Mm. If she buys like the other base stuff, I, I make her a pot service. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> she ain't got to be in there while I cook. <laughs> Greens are so good though. Mm hmm. I'm sorry, because I ain't gonna make none of them till next week. Okay. Mm. Even if I do that. My kid wants me to make up a lasagna. And that's like, lasagna? Yeah, oh, that's, that's my brother's favorite meal. It takes so much time. Yes. And my mom is used to be fine. Like, I can do the recipe, but it's like a in my head. I can't write it down. I can't, like, it's hard to share. It, it, I know what it consisted of and uh-huh. tasted like uh-huh. to do that. Uh-huh. And he it's, likes it, but it's like I haven't, it's not cheap either. Right, a lot of stuff, and I'm gonna get mm-hmm. the nice stuff. Like I gotta go to fresh shop to get the mushrooms. Oh, yeah, I like and the garlic and the. Mm-hmm. Uh, first time, please sponsor us. <laughs> For real. But anyways, <laughs> lastly, can you plug us to your socials, different events, and just other opportunities to connect with you? Yes. Aside from my social media anxiety, I'm battling. Mm-hmm. I got you. Okay. It just be like, should I post? Is this an emotional post? I shouldn't post. I feel emotional and I'm not supposed to be posting while I'm emotional. And it's usually why I talk myself out of posting half the time. I'm trying to be better about that. But it's been quite hectic for me. So. Relatable. I got to come out. I'll, I'll be out in a second. I'm coming out. Okay. That was such a stoner moment right there. <laughs> that was not me. That was you. That was me. I'm fine with that. I have my moments. Plenty of them. Okay. So, your socials. They'll be All in the right. show notes. Dawn the Cannabis. C-A-N-N-A-B-I-S. Mm-hmm. Advocate. A-D-V. As in Victor. O-C-A-T-E. Yes, you have to spell the whole thing out because I'm shadow banned for the word cannabis. Mm. So, again, Dawn the Cannabis Advocate at Instagram, Dawn the Patient Advocate on Facebook, mm-hmm. Dawn the Cannabis Advocate Gmail. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm out here. I have a YouTube that's also Dawn the Cannabis Advocate. Unfortunately, the video that's available right now is now outdated mm-hmm. um, as of November. <laughs> It's outdated. Um, so mm-hmm. I do have updating to put out and content to put out to share all the things that I've been trying to compile for folks on how my, you know, thing is going, trying to provide for the people. 
Provide for the people. 314-465-8516. You can text that number or call it. That is a separate line. It is my business line. And I'm the only somebody that should be answering it. Mm. And speaking of numbers, guys, the podcast finally has our own Google number. We have our lovely assistant, Bailey. And Bailey will be responsible for maintaining that line. So if you want to leave us feedback via phone call... A funny voicemail for no reason, just want to chat. You can reach us at 314-884-1-HOSE, as in H-O-Z. That is 314-884-1-HOSE, otherwise known as 314-884-1469. Yeah, pretty cool voicemail. (laughs) Google voice number. (laughs) I'm not joking. Seriously, we need the feedback. We need the ratings. Um, but thank you so much. Like, we need I hope a, I didn't talk y'all today. Virtual round of applause. No, absolutely not. This feels enjoyable, and we are all very, very stoned. I don't know. Shout out, I'm well medicated. Okay. It's still more to be, you know, medicated with, but this moment, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh,